Hello, 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 my dear audience. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Before we start, I want to thank those of you who send your emails. I love receiving them. I love this continuous dialogue, even when I'm not on the air. And a few people, by the way, bought my new book, Taming the Debater, within uh, an even wrote very nice reviews. I know about it because you guys send me your emails and let me know about it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I would love your feedback if you don't mind uh, even calling in and telling me what you think about it because because the book actually has like all my <laughs> talks have an, has an assignment. Uh, I want to remind those of you who would like to write to me and don't have my email address yet. Here it is, uh, drpeterresnik at gmail.com, G-R-P-E-T-E-R-R-E-Z-N-I-K at gmail.com. Also, if you want to call me uh, during this show with your comments uh, or questions, and today is the day to call because we have an open mic today. Is that the right expression, an open mic? Or just I made it up? <laughs> anyway, what I mean is that I absolutely welcome anyone calling with their comments today or with your questions. I will stop whatever I'm talking about and address your question or comment. The number to call is 888-874. 4888. Again, 888-874-4888. The last two shows I had uh, had uh, two people talking about poetry. First, uh, Dr. Rosenthal spoke about his latest book, Poetry Rx. He spoke about how he came to utilizing poetry in his psychiatric practice and even recited some of uh, the poems from the book. And last week, I had my nephew, Dr. Oleg Resnik, uh, speak about my and also his teacher, Madame Coletta Bouquer Muscat, and her poetry. She wrote a beautiful book of poetry along with the one. I hope this journey, I, I didn't intend to have two shows on poetry, one after the other, but it worked out that way. And I hope this journey into poetry over the last two weeks uh, was interesting to you. Uh, but during the one before these two shows, which were dedicated to poetry, I had several people call in uh, during the show with their questions and challenges. And I gave them some assignments. I spoke about the issues that they brought up, gave practical advice on what to do. I remember a man called Jack called, and a woman called dealing with the, if I remember correctly, the empty nest syndrome with anxiety. If you are with us today, don't hesitate calling, please. I would love to hear about how you are doing and if you tried uh, to use those techniques that I suggested, and if they were helpful, you can call right now, by the way. I will be happy, more than happy, um, to 
and Jesse will tell me right away that you're calling and I will be happy to talk to you. And as I said, uh, anybody can call uh, not only with questions, but you remember, I always encourage you uh, to call with your night dreams, because over and over, I know I'm saying it almost uh, during every show, the most important body of knowledge that we may have from our inner reality, inner world, is our night dreams. Imagine, you know, I don't know if you ever considered having a teacher or a therapist, but imagine having this master teacher slash therapist slash guide who is available, available pretty much almost every morning, or at least once a week. Uh, and a person who knows you super well and wishes you well and, and whose interest is only one, to provide you with information so that you could live in the present moment fully. And that is your night dream. So that's how important they are. I teach courses on night dreams. Uh, and and I really encourage you, if, if you had a night dream, uh, please share, particularly that now there are two important times in life, I believe we have. Uh, there is a, we live cyclical life, uh, like one, one year, uh, we turn around the sun, the planet Earth turns around the sun. And the two important days is your birthday and a new year. The birthday is your individual cycle. And a new year is our communal cycle. And you will say, well, not everybody believes in this new year, because, for example, Jewish people have a different calendar, but that's not entirely so. Because still, the whole world, our planet, or, or Earth, in um, every country, they still have this secular uh, calendar. And we know that we live in the year 2021. And in three days, we'll have uh, this shift to 2022. And I believe that it is an important, we would know to different degrees to different people, but important shift. So, Dr. Resnick, we have yeah. Alex from Pennsylvania on the line. I will be happy to take his call. Alex from Pennsylvania, please. Thank you for calling. I'm listening. Okay. Hi. Uh, Hi. So this is about a dream. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I was just encouraging you to do, to do just that, to call your night dream. Please go ahead. Okay, now this is a little strange. Um, I I can't explain it. All right, so I live in a house that is, you know, it's fairly old, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And the, the landlord, she's uh, she's very religious, and she, it was like a year ago, um, that is kind of built up to it. There was this uh, ghost that was standing outside her door, and it would just knock at the door. She would go into the bed, and she'd start praying. And then Alex, she, sorry. you know, sorry. about... Alex, Alex, yeah. I, I apologize. I will, if you don't mind, 
I will be interrupting yeah. or intervening to ask you questions because uh, I need details. When you are sharing, in order for me to be helpful, yes. I need uh, details yeah. from, from your narrative. So, so far, you're not talking about a night dream. So far, you are sharing oh, oh, yeah. the, the, the story okay. about right. the I'll, night. I'll talk about the dream. dream. <laughs> I, this is something, when you say there was a ghost, who saw the ghost? Yeah. Okay, here's what happened. Um, I had a dream about um, there was a ghost that was haunting the house. Oh, and it was a night all dream. Kinds of, okay. Yeah, this was a night dream. Three people that live in the house had the same exact dream. Wow. I had a dream about a ghost, and the ghost was talking to me. And the, the, the trouble was I dissociated from it, like very... It, it scared me. I couldn't sleep like for two nights after that dream. So I described my dream to two other people that are living in the house, and they had the same exact dream. Mm -hmm. Now, the trouble that's is already, right now I'm having a hard time remembering. <laughs> yeah, Alex, that's already very significant. I will make a comment about it once you, you, you finish your story about the dream. But it's significant that three people had it. It's not your okay. personal uh, dream. It was really... Yeah. Let, let's keep going. Okay, so I, I go to bed, and I have the dream, and the dream's about something in the area of, like, a grave. And the idea is that there was... The trouble is, it's very specific, but the trouble is that it scared the bejesus out of me, so I kind of forgot a lot of it. And so, but the thing is, there was a very specific phrase that was said, okay. and two other people said the same exact phrase, and the trouble is that um, this lady that owns the house had a international student that was living there, and he had a, um, he had a, like, what you call a tribal facial mask from a third world country, and it, they're used in, like, um, like, festivals and stuff like that, but the country is you know, they have a lot of those things. So a lot of people are doing like seances and, and people, you know, right. things really weird things. And she said a lot of the, the house was being disturbed by ghosts. And mm -hmm. so I had the stream and the ghost was talking to me and is trying to communicate with me, asking the same things to me, phrases. And I can't remember that. I'm sorry. You don't remember the <laughs> phrases. Okay. I, I don't, it scared, it really scared me because it's, two other people had the same exact thing. Uh, Alex, is, is this, is, yeah. is, is, that's it? That's all the dream, the whole dream? Now you have a question, what, what is it? Or, or you have more to say about this dream? Um, well, it made me start to think about my life and where <laughs> I'm going. Um, but that's not related to the dream, but your right. show says your life is, your, you know, dreams and your life happen because of what you're doing with your life. So the idea is that dreams are kind of, the way I understand it, dreams are kind of manifestations of what's going on in your life. Uh, but, the, okay, so can I yeah. now start making my comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if if I, as I'm talking, if I, I'm not clear about something, or you have something to add, yeah. please interrupt me. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, I spoke about night dreams. I don't know if you had an opportunity in the past to hear uh, at some point I had two full two shows talking about the details about night dreams, different types of dreams. I'm not going to repeat it all, but a couple of yeah. words um, because the, the, the couple of ideas because they're related to what you're sharing with. There are two types of dreams in terms of the purpose of them coming. And one is, which is 95% of all dreams are wisdom dreams. That as like, as you said, they come to teach us about us. And yeah. in order for us, for our, call it soul, or call it subconscious mind, or call, call it higher self, or call it the dream maker, in order for uh, uh, that benevolent force, the dream maker, to inform us about different aspects of us, uh, different aspects of us are closed or shrouded in, in the form of different people that come. So if I have a dream about uh, Mahatma Gandhi and, and my neighbor and, uh, uh, and George Bush, each of them represent different qualities of us. And I am to understand how they interact and how these different qualities of me interact within me. But that's what we call we call wisdom dreams. Then there are visitation dreams. There are many other, you know, there are prophetic dreams uh, also, but there are visitation dreams. And that is when somebody who is no longer alive comes to visit a person. How do we know the difference? Uh, when it's a wisdom dream, there is all usually, no, not usually, most of the time, if not all the time, there is a story, there is an unfoldment. I gave you an example, I just made it up, like George Bush, let's say my neighbor, and Mahatma Gandhi, and there is a story, they're sitting at the table, or, or somehow I'm taking a bus, there is a story. When it's a visitation dream, there is no story. Uh, I am at home, and my mother comes. Let's say my mother is no longer alive, and there is a clear communication. That's a visitation dream most of the time, and people after having this visitation dream, un unless they're pure atheists and they don't believe in life after death, uh, people sense that it's something real. That this was the real person who is no longer in the physical form came to visit them. Why I'm talking about the visitation dream? It seems to me, Alex, yeah. that this, what you experienced, was a visitation dream. Not of, by a relative who is no longer alive, but a spirit, by a spirit. How do I know that? Because two other people had the same experience. Because if you were the only person who had this experience, we could say, well, what is a ghost? What's the first thought that comes about ghosts? And so on. We would develop it as a story, a ghost came to you. But if two more people came, uh, had the dream, it means it's an entity that is trying to knock the door of anybody who is, who is willing to understand, to open the door and to understand him. There is something that that spirit, there are, there are yeah. spirits, 
and and I heard this is not the first time I hear about uh, different entities from different realms, uh, sometimes from a dark realm, sometimes entities of, of higher realms like angels, and sometimes entities that are no longer don't no longer have physical form, and somehow they did not progress to the next level of of evolution, uh, but got stuck in this in no no man's land in between. Yeah. Uh, why we don't know, and possibly this entity is uh, how to say it. Uh, homebound, uh, space-bound, it cannot travel. I, I'm not a specialist on ghosts, but some ghosts can travel, yeah. can go from place to place. But this ghost is stuck to this within this house and is trying to communicate something. Now, if uh, this was not a malevolent uh, ghost, it was not trying to hurt you, it was not trying to scare you, it was trying to communicate, and the same with, with other people. If you were willing, and that's what I would do, Alex, I would actually yeah. communicate with it. Because it's like anybody who needs help, if somebody will call yeah. me now, you know, after you and says, you know, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm, I'm in pain, I'm a therapist. It's my job. That's what I do in life. I would look for ways to help. And this is an entity that we don't necessarily understand, but it's looking for help. So I would look for different ways, uh, like I would write a note and leave it on the, on the table and say, uh, um, please communicate with me once again and make it clear uh, what you want to say um, or... Uh, come in my night dream and write something, uh, let's say, on the paper so I could read because I've, I and, other, and, and my neighbors also forgot what you were saying. We are willing to help you. We want or I want to help you. And also ask him, are you aware where you are? That is, the, that 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 you are not here, not there. Are you willing? Are you interested in moving on to the next level of evolution? And if yeah. somehow you get this communication that this ghost is willing, then we'll have a whole other thing. I would encourage you to call me again on another yeah. another show, and I will share with you how to do it. Uh -huh. uh, and that's. That's all I wanted now, to say regarding this dream. Yes, Alex. Is there anything specific about me that allows ghosts to want to communicate with me? Because to be honest with you, um, like I had so many incidents throughout my life where I could not explain. Like, for example, uh, when I was like nine years old, we went to like, I'm originally from Yonkers, so I moved to Jersey, and when my... This was, like, before 1985. And so we went to, like, a vacation property in Upper State, New York. Now, this house was all closed off, and the upper, the upper uh, floor, there was some girl that she ended up dying. And then when I got there, we got out of the car, I looked at the house, and I still remember this, but it still sticks in the front of my mind. 
there's this little girl that was like waving to me in a top bedroom. And then I asked my dad, you know, there's a girl upstairs in the, in the, in the upstairs room, in the attic room. And my dad says, I don't see anybody there. Mm. And then my dad, I got information from my dad later on. He says, no, no, that room is just storage. There's nobody in there. It's, yeah. it's closed off. It's locked. And then yeah. I had a car accident in 2010. Mm-hmm. After the car I got hit by a car pretty badly, like 40 miles an hour. Luckily, there was snow. Otherwise, I would have died. But... Oh, well. I, I got hit by this car. I go back to the hotel. I don't know. Out of nowhere. I just remember, like, being born in, like, another lifetime. And then I died from some accident in some, like, factory. You know? And and it's really weird. Like, out of I'm nowhere. I'm sorry, Alex. I did not understand about yeah. another life. Was it a night dream or an image that passed through your oh, mind? It, like a vision I had. Of, mm-hmm. Like after I got hit by accident, I released from the hospital. I walk home. Yes. And, and then just watching TV. Then all of a sudden, I just remember, oh my god! And it was so real that it, it wasn't. It wasn't like something that I heard on TV or yeah. saw a yeah. movie. It, it was something that actually happened to me. Yeah. This is this is definitely the trauma triggered a memory in you. You know, we, our subconscious mind carries information about all incarnations that we had. In fact, a couple of shows ago, I spoke, I started giving examples. I'd done a lot of past life regressions. And I was giving examples of regressing people to previous lives. So there is no question in my mind that we live these successive lives. And it seems... You see, I did not hear, I don't think I heard from anyone about this spontaneous regression that happened. But I'm not surprised that the trauma in this life reminded you of the trauma in the previous life. But I would like to address your question, because I heard you ask a question. Is it something about me, you said, that I see these kind of things, right? Yeah, like I'm being, I'm attracting this type of... Vibration yeah. of this type of energy, you know. Yeah. Let let me talk phenomena. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, there is something special about you, even though there is a possibility that you see your neighbors also were approached by this ghost. So they they are also probably sensitive, or what I call windows through which entities from other realms or memories from other realms can enter. I I give you an example. Uh, On this show, I don't know if you listen to those shows, I invited one of, uh, several times, uh, one of my nephews, who is a psychic, uh, Vladimir, he's a psychic healer. Uh, You know, he's been psychic from the age of four. Uh, He could see what's happening behind the wall and so on. But, one time, when he was still not a teenager, maybe he was nine, nine, uh, teenager, 19, he was 19 or 20 years old, he was working in Manhattan in a restaurant, I think it was Serafina. And he was working uh, uh, as a bartender, I believe, or, or uh, um, 
Uh, uh, no, I think he was telling, yes, I think he was a bartender, but uh, uh, or um, a waiter, maybe, but no, yeah, because waiter, because he was, he told me he was carrying these drinks to people. And there was a group of people celebrating something. And as he was passing, and he already knew at that time that he was psychic, we all knew. And he was passing by a, a, a several women. Uh, and for, for some reason, he had this impulse. There were flowers on the table, on one of the tables. And he walked over and pulled out a white lily and walked over to one of the women. And it was totally an impulse to give that white lily to this woman. And so he walked over and gave her this white lily. And suddenly she started crying. And he said, well, what happened? And the friend said, why are you crying? And a young woman said, uh, today is the birthday, my birthday. And I was engaged two years ago uh, to a guy who died in a motorcycle accident. And we were dating from high school. We were supposed to get married. And uh, every birthday, he would bring me flowers. It would be white lilies. And so right now, you brought me this white lily. So I understand that he sent the message. And Vlad said, for sure, why? I, I just had an impulse to do it, as if somebody told me, do it. Otherwise, why would he <laughs> go to and, and give this particular flower to, to a total stranger, of all people, to this woman? So what yeah. happened? Because he's, uh, this fiancé or, or boyfriend of this young woman, for sure on her birthday, was around her. But there was no window. There was nobody through whom he could communicate. And suddenly Vlad is passing by. And those who are what I call windows, psychic people, super sensitive people, they can be approached by that entity. They can hear the entity from the other side. And that's why... Uh, yeah, that's very strange you say that, because the landlord, uh, the, she lives in the house, and the, the strange thing is that she has a sister, um, I'm not going to say which country, it was a third world country, I'm, you know, I'm trying to protect my privacy, it's just the whole idea is that she has a sister, well, she recently died. I think it might have been COVID, but she had a sister that was able to communicate from, like, people that are, like, she's like a medium or something like that. Like, when I was a kid, I'd go to, you know, like a fortune teller. They say, you know, you bring someone that died. or you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you had a friend that died, and you go there, and the fortune teller will tell them, tell you what they're saying to you. And that's what her sister did. She was able to talk to people that were dead and communicate to other people, and she had she had some psychic ability. Well, and, and she, she died. Yes. Day, what's that? Are you saying and she died during from well, COVID yeah, this something? Sister, her, yeah, she died. The one that could that could like kind of commune like with people right, that have been right. like died. Right, and, she, and so she died, unusual. and then she tried to communicate yeah. with you. Oh, no, no, no. This is a different situation. This is where I know someone 
and she has a sister, and, uh-huh. and her sister was able to communicate with people that were dead and, ta- and tell people that are still alive how they're doing. Right. You but know? Alex, so the, and, the answer to yeah. your question, if, if there is, is there anything special about you, the answer is yes. You seem to be a window, and if you are interested in developing those qualities, ask me a question, then I will expand on it. But uh, if only if yeah. you're interested in working on it, uh, then and then you yeah. don't know where yeah. it will take take you. But it's a journey. It's a practice. You can even go it's on internet scary. and meet yeah. like-minded people or write a question how to develop my psychic abilities. But for sure, you have something. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a little scary, but at the same time, if it's just about communication, then I can understand that. You know, that I can understand. Because even the girl that I live with, she lives upstairs. There's one girl, she lives upstairs. And just last night, she told me this. She she prays a lot. She's a religious person, and she prays on her bed. And she had the doors locked. No one else in the house but me. And she's upstairs. And these sneakers that were just sitting there, they just moved. They just moved out of nowhere. No one was there. There was no wind. There was no, like, it was not near a window. They were just sitting there, and they just, like, moved like a foot. And then mm-hmm. she just said, she told me this last night. She said, I just said, whatever is bothering you, I hope you work it out. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. Or she said something. She said something communicated to the ghost. She said she doesn't believe in ghosts, but... Yeah, but, but there is definitely, definitely something in the house, and uh, you know, as long as it's not, uh, it it doesn't, it's not malevolent. There is nothing wrong. There are entities of different levels. You can communicate with them, and let them be, and you be. Anyway, Alex, thank you very much yeah. for calling. Okay. I hope I answered a little bit uh, your questions. And happy well, new year. Well, at least I know I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not crazy yeah. at all. No, absolutely no. not. You are, in fact, sensitive. Yeah. And if I were you, I would, I would attempt to develop my psychic abilities yeah. because you have some. Happy New Year okay. again. Thank you very much for calling. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, again, if anybody else wants to call, you're welcome to call now. You have you have Carol from Brooklyn. Carol from Brooklyn. Thank you. This Carol from Brooklyn. Welcome. Hi, Dr. Peter. How are you? Oh, I know, Carol. I know who you are. I've gotten used yeah. to your voice now. I recognize it. How are you doing, Carol? I am good. So it's so funny that you brought up um, past life regression uh-huh. in your discussion because that's what I want to talk about. Um, I've always been interested in um, reincarnation and past life. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, in your experience, if you have ever encountered anyone who is so stuck in a past life that they can't live in the present life. And so you have to, I don't know, but... Uh, I, I, you need to clarify for me. Carol, okay. uh, if I encounter someone who what, who is whose present someone life who, affects 
by past life or I will clarify for me please yes who who is um because we, we we all have had past lives right yes I believe so so I'm I'm wondering if you have if there are people who are not able are stuck in their past life and not able to live in the present Mm, what a good question. You, you know, Carol, you always, you always ask very good questions, very stimulating questions. Thank you. And Let the reason try. why I asked that, Dr. Peter, because I've done some research on this, you see? Yeah. And when I, when, I, when I do it for myself. Mm -hmm. myself Let me try to, to answer. Um, okay. you, people... I would not say that people are stuck in past lives mm -hmm. and cannot live their life in the now, in the present mm -hmm. moment. But I can mm -hmm. say that some traumatic experiences in past lives may hinder full participation, full participation in their okay. life. I, I give you an example uh, of someone who actually was a, a, a psychologist, uh, my student, studying to do what I do. Yeah. Uh, and then he was a little bit embarrassed um, and not in front of other students. He shared with me an experience, uh, something, that he told me that he, uh, he, he had two children, um, married, but at his age, he was in, in mid-30s, uh, he was afraid to go to sleep by himself. He always needed mm -hmm. his wife to stand next to him or sit or lie next to him. And before that, before he got married, um, he needed always his mother to be there. And um, so since he told me that there was no uh, trauma that he can remember in his uh, waking life in this in this incarnation, I suggested that we do past life regression. So as I hypnotized him, and again, I'm not going to describe the details of the process, but the the induction ends with the words. Uh, so now you as as you pro, as you arrive to that place so that is related to your fear in this life. Um, of falling asleep, uh, look around and tell me what you see. And so he just he says, I am in a submarine. And we are going to torpedo Japs, the Japanese uh, crew, uh, battleship. And so the AI started asking him what what he was doing, uh, what was his rank, and he said he was a sailor in the sub American submarine. And uh, this is his time now. And there were, I didn't know that. I didn't know that fact. That in a submarine, again, I don't know how many uh, sailors were, there were in, in a submarine. But in a submarine, to save space, there were half as many uh, beds as, as, as sailors because half would rest and sleep and half would would stay alert and do the duty mm -hmm. so and he said he was exhausted and it was his time to to rest and so he go he said that he is going 
to lie down and he his eyes are resting on the photograph of his wife and daughter and he loves them so much and he hopes uh, he fantasizes when the the war is over that he meets them and his girl will be grown and then next moment he sees that he he he's woken up by a big bang by being shake up and he sees that quickly the cabin is fi being filled with with water and in as he was sitting there in my office he had tears rolling from his eyes and i said what is happening and he said now i see i'm outside of the submarine which you, you and i understand uh, it, it was his spirit now was observing what was happening. He said, I'm outside and I see the submarine going down. The submarine is literally broken in two. And my body, I am in the submarine going down with the submarine. Now, and the session was over. I brought him back and we understood that even though this submarine was about to attack the, the Japanese uh, battleship. Uh, I would guess, you, you, uh, again, I know nothing about this warfare in, on the sea, but probably the J Japanese spotted them before they could attack. And somehow, uh, you know, there were these bombs, I understand, they would throw the, the battleship would throw bombs or there were maybe a fast um, boat that would throw bombs to attack the submarines and mm -hmm. and apparently before they got the japanese japanese got them and so what happened after this experience uh, this man stopped being afraid to go to sleep and in my experience it happens very often that once once a person revisits the trauma from the past whatever elements whatever problem the person has related to that past life negative experience suddenly disappears in fact there is a, there is a psychiatrist brian weiss i believe he went he was a psychiatrist from yale university and I, he wrote a number of books one is called many lives many masters the other one um, oh, I forgot the name of the other one. Uh, I have it somewhere on my shelf. But he actually was asked once he was giving a lecture, I heard the lecture, and he was asked by somebody, um, what if I don't believe in past lives? How do we know that it's all true? You, are, you, are, you, you use this past life regression therapy, uh, but I really don't believe that such thing exists. And Brian Weiss said, listen, I'm a doctor. I'm a psychiatrist. I don't care really what you believe in. Uh, what I care is about the person getting better. And, and the man suggested maybe this is not past life. Maybe it's a person's unconscious fantasies. And Brian Weiss said, let it be fantasies. It doesn't matter whatever, whatever it is. If we revisit the experience in a person after that is well, fantastic, we succeeded. The purpose is to help a person. Uh, 
and and whether or not the, the past lives exist, that's already a spiritual question. That's between this person and himself or herself, or between them and their clergy. So that's that's my my answer. Uh, you, if if some, and I have many many uh, examples of something was not working in a person's life, and yeah. we go back to the past life and we discover there was a trauma, and then. Yeah. Uh, the symptom disappears. So that's my answer, Carol. Okay. Okay. Thank you very yes. much for calling, Carol. Again, thank you. And happy You're welcome. New Year. And thank you. Thank you, Dr. Peter. Thank you uh, so much. Bye bye. Um, again, if anybody has um, anything to say, comments, or, or has a question, you are welcome to ask. But for now, while I'm waiting, I want to say what what was coming to my mind, what I wanted to share with you. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's in between. I was hoping that people would be calling, but I still need to speak. You know, it cannot sit quietly waiting till somebody calls. So I wanted to wish everybody Happy New Year. And I wanted to hear about your New Year's resolutions. Uh, I mentioned here my my nephew, my psychic healer nephew, Vladimir. And uh, he has a very nice analogy when he talks about life flow, flow of energy. You can call it God, you can call it universal energy that fuels us with energy, allowing us to be co-creators of our experience. What does it mean co-creators? Why not creators? Because without that flow of energy, there is no creation. We are dead. When the energy flow stops into the body, that's when they pronounce the person dead. No life anymore. Uh, that energy lives and, I believe, joins the universal energy. And you can call it a soul. So, but while we are alive, there is this continuous flow, continuous flow of energy. And why do people, and I will explain to you later why I'm tying it to Happy New Year. Uh, when we receive this energy, we are able to, to take the energy, to be creative, and to, to create whatever we desire, whatever we wish in our life. But as, as, as I said, Vladimir said, what happens, we redirect that energy away from us. Just imagine that we are a battery receiving energy and we are full, potentially full. And we are capable to, let's say, move on the, the vehicle and the vehicle is our body and the vehicle is our life in the moment. But now imagine we create little or many cables, one cable, connected with 
something in the past. My, my parents were yelling at me, or my father was an alcoholic, or I lived in a bad neighborhood, or Dr. I'm Russell, this. I'm in, we have uh, Neil from Connecticut. Uh, what's the name? Neil from Connecticut. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm, I will take the call. Neil from Connecticut. Welcome. Greetings. Hi, Neil. Hi. Welcome. So you have a comment, you have a question, please go ahead. Hello? Hello? Neil from Connecticut. No? Okay. There we dropped, there we lost him. Yeah, now hopefully he will call again. So let me let me finish with my story about the battery. Um, what happens, we begin to feed, whether it's something in the past or some regret, why did I do this? Why did I chose, why did I choose that? Or, or something may not work. Uh, economy is bad, I will not find a job. So it's, you, it's like you are taking, creating a cable that takes energy from your battery and that battery permits you to be creative and to find anything that you want in your life. Because the now, the present moment, avails you with infinite possibilities to create. We but got, we got Neil back. Oh, good, back. We stop at create. Neil, welcome. Welcome. Hello. Yes, Neil. Things happen. So you have a comment yes. or you have a question? Well, uh, I, it's, a, it, it's a comment, and uh, it's also a thanks. I'm thanking you for some insight you gave me. When I called in, and I, uh, um, it was about a phrase in Hebrew. Uh, I believe it's what Moses said uh, from the burning bush. I'm sorry, it's, it's what the Godhead uh, yeah. said to the Moses as, as the burning bush. Yeah, and I will I, be that I will be, yes. My translation was, uh, I am that I am. Asher, Eje, Asher. And I was pointing out that it, it was that, uh, or it is that I am, as opposed to this I am. And you reminded me that of the big I and the little I. Yes, yes. And, and how, Neil, how did you utilize it in your life? That's what I'm excited to hear. How did it, what did it do? Um, it put me in direct touch with my creator by uh, realizing that, that uh, it wasn't just God saying it to Moses. It was me saying it to myself. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Neil, thank you. That, that's so fantastic that you, you got it. Because, you know, when God says, the literal words are, the literal words are, I will be that I will be. Because yes. there is no verb to be in present tense in Hebrew language. So the translation, I am that I am, is not the right one. It's I will be that I will be. And that's the beauty that you, when you recognize that you are that which is in the process of becoming, we are God-like, we are in image and likeness of the Creator, we are created in image and likeness of the Creator, and so therefore 
we are just like the creator we are that which is in the process of becoming and that yeah. i hope takes you away from any judgment whatever you did yesterday it's it's becoming the only thing that matters is what choices you make now but go ahead i'm sorry continue please <laughs> Or judging anyone else for that matter, because we're all in a state of becoming. So that's why I called. It's to thank you for confirming for me about the big I and little I. So that uh, it kind of gave me license to continue with that affirmation. So um, uh, uh, there's another uh, quote from the Old Testament. Yes. You now... To remind you of what you just told me, of what you just reminded me of, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it is not correctly translated as I am that I am. It is correctly translated from the Hebrew as I will be that I will be. Yeah, okay. And the same, same mechanism as opposed to this I will be. So you can say the I will be is a noun. You know, mm. that's a, not just a phrase. It's a thing. So um, just to come full, full circle, I realize that if God is always in a state of becoming, mm-hmm. I will be that I will be. Then so are we always in a state of becoming. So I'm just re- reiterating what you brought out. Yeah. And... Um, the word, this is important, the word will yeah. means exactly that. It's not, a, it's not tense, it's not future tense. When I will go to the store. People always, in English, take that to mean, um, I'm going to change my situation, and I am going to the store. I'm in the future tense, right? I, so people take that as, I will be strong, I will be this, I will be that, as something they're declaring in the future, like a New Year's resolution. But it's not that. It's a see the the present. The problem with I am is that as soon as the present occurs, it's already obsolete. It's already in the past. So to be constant state of becoming, a continual state of becoming, is simply saying that I will be this or that. Now, because I am happy, I am sad. That means I am happy now. I am sad now. That could change in a half a second. Especially because we're all in a state of constant becoming. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Neil. In fact, uh, uh, again, Happy New Year. Uh, Neil brought something up that, that I kind of want to share with you. Somebody sent me... Uh, definition of happiness. I got it this morning on internet and I saved it thinking just if I have an opportunity I will share with my audience today. Uh, And that that totally goes along with what Neil was saying uh, about um, creating in the moment. And so often, as as I was saying before, we move away from the moment and therefore we empty our battery by attaching our happiness, our thoughts to something that is not is, uh, something that is not real, whether it's future or past. And here is 
what I heard about happiness, what I what I read. Yeah. Happiness is when it doesn't hurt. Happiness is when children are healthy. Happiness is when we have to tell someone our night dream. Happiness, if there is someone to think about when you're alone. Happiness is when there is someone to th who thinks about you. Happiness is when you have a home to which you want to return to. Happiness is when you're calm. Happiness is when your child, children grew up to be worthy people. Happiness is when you have a good morning. Happiness is when they call you just to say hi. Happiness is just the absence of unhappiness. Happiness is actually, and so much of it is of what is happening right now. Happiness is recognizing that happiness has all these many faces. But it's interesting, uh, it all calls us recognizing of what is happening in the moment and how we can connect to being happy, not thinking of, oh, when I achieve that, when I get to that point, when I have, have that new house, when I have more friends, when I have more money, I will be happy. But what this beautiful email says, reminds us that happiness is simply recognizing of what is. And even, you know, it starts with when it doesn't hurt. What if it does hurt? When? Then you can shift your mind, you acknowledge that it hurts, which means in the moment you accept what is, but then you choose to focus on something else that uh, that is positive and brings you joy as well. But I, I see that we are running out of time, but I wanted to do with you, uh, my dear audience, an exercise of preparing yourself for a new year. Okay? If you would like to join, please, you know, uh, I do mental imagery exercises. And it's moving without those cables. It's leaving the past in the past. So make yourself comfortable. If you can sit, of course, not if you're driving a car, close your eyes and say to yourself mentally, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to start a new year in a new way. And think or imagine a bridge over a river of life. And you are on the one bank, the river flows from your right to your left. And there is a bridge over it. And you carry a bag with you. Before you go to the bridge, before you make a first step, open the bag and see what you have been carrying in the bag. All your pain of the past, possibly remorse, about mistakes that you made, choices you made, whatever did not serve you, whatever frustrations, disappointments, or even physical objects, whatever it is there, 
in this bag. And one by one, empty your bag, leaving only what is necessary for you to take into the new year. Once you emptied that bag with from all the past negativity, only the negativity of 2021 till now, till 28th of December, with the remaining stuff in your bag, you go on the bridge, walk with confidence, knowing that you are leaving all those disappointments, frustrations in the past. New life is awaiting for you in 2022 with infinite possibilities. As you cross the bridge, quickly set it on fire. Don't worry, this is your imagination. Everything is fine, you're not polluting the environment. Find a way to incinerate the bridge, see it burn, disintegrate, and collapse into the river, and see the river of life carry away all the debris. Turn around, look ahead, stepping into 2022, no longer looking at the past, and in the future, knowing that this year, if any thoughts about what you left on the other bank of the river, all the regrets, if they come to your mind, for a split second you close your eyes and see the river taking away the debris of the bridge. You separated yourself from the past and you are ready to start a new life. And with that I want to wish you Happy New Year. And thank you very much for being with me today. I'm really looking forward to having you, um, your attention next week. I will be interviewing an incredible, incredible person, Dr. Dean Ornish, who I consider one of my mentors, but not personally, but through his books, uh, one of very few. Uh, and he's a world-known cardiologist and and. A writer now. So um, I'm looking forward to having your ear next Tuesday at two o'clock. I wish you again Happy New Year. Peace to all who want to live in peace.